0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Kicking It With Clump Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Clumker, and with me as always, Oliver Nelson. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Living the dream. There we go. Recording a podcast, talking about sports. Can't Here, get... and I'm
1: kicking, I'm kicking it with clump, so it can't you get are. any better. It can't. Can't it get can't. any better. Nope. It's the peak. It's the pinnacle. Uh, how's your week? <laughs> It was good. I was on vacation last week, so I was, can't complain. You
0: were in Bend, right? Bend, Oregon. I was. Yeah.
1: It was, it was great. The uh, interesting thing about Central Oregon is that, like, you never know what weather you're going to get. It's kind of like Central Washington, too. Like, the day we got there, it was snowing. <laughs> and then on Thursday, it was 80 degrees and sunny. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, overall, it was a, it was a great vacation. It's good to to get away from the day-to-day. How was your week?
0: Good. Uh were you, were you able to unplug from work? I was. was That's great. the best part, right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh, I got one call. It was from a a newer person on the team, so I that was an easy one to take. So um again, I haven't gone through all my emails yet, so who knows what absolute dumpster fires are in there right now but um yeah no it was nice to just be able to unplug and get away for a week
0: so um
1: but yeah how was your how was your week
0: just grinding away good just grinding away yeah i don't know every every time someone like asks how my week was i'm like i honestly don't remember (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was another week (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so hard to remember. I can hardly remember what happened yesterday, much less a week ago. Unless you're on vacation and doing things mm-hmm. that are out of the ordinary, you know. But a lot of times it's just you get in a routine, you know, like go to the gym, go to work, come home, have dinner, put the kids down for bed, do some laundry, clean the kitchen, like you <laughs> do know, some more just, work. Yeah. Some, yeah, it's just <laughs> the same thing. Um, yeah, being adult is cool. Yeah. All that independence is really, mm-hmm. you know, all that independence you want as a kid. Yeah. It really pays off.
2: <laughs> Dude, hey, uh, we're,
0: we're recording a podcast at night and my kids are asleep. So there is some benefit yeah. to independence.
1: Exactly. Dude, yeah. with tax season right around the corner. Any tax advice you want to give, give on life, <laughs> on a live podcast?
0: <laughs> uh, fi- just file them. Use turbo yeah. tax. Yeah. I tax. still haven't file I've still haven't filed my return. It's
1: kind of Either nice. have I. Either have I. I have it all done. I just gotta do like one more thing. But
0: did you uh, do do you have a, a liability? Did you end up having to pay? I didn't this year? No. No. Because we put all of our stuff in and we end up having to pay like a hundred dollars to the Fed. And then we got oh, wow. like we got a refund from state. Yeah, I went back and looked at my looked at my withholdings for the for last mm-hmm. year and they just weren't very much um gotcha so i mean technically technically i did it right if i have a hundred dollar liability that's about as close as you can get to Mm -hmm. getting it perfect so yeah we should probably stop talking about taxes that i think feel like our listeners are we've already lost like 10 in the last yeah 60 seconds this is why i don't talk about my profession i'm just like (laughs) i don't want to lull people to sleep So I I won't talk about my work anymore, even if Oliver asks. I'm just going to say no, Oliver. Not talking about tax. Um, tax All right. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, I don't do individual (laughs) tax anyway. Please don't reach out to me and ask (laughs) me to do your tax return.
1: (laughs) Wait, you're a CPA though, right? I am a
0: CPA. I am capable of doing individual tax, but for most people, just do TurboTax. TurboTax, H&R Block, whatever just use an online software. They do just fine. I use, I use TurboTax. So, all right. Today, actually before we get into our, our our NFL discussion, I'm kind of getting excited for the NBA playoffs. Now that I'm, I'm seeing some of the, some of the matchups. How about you?
1: Yeah, no, I am too. I actually was able to get some, I was able to watch some basketball over the, uh, over my vacation. And so it was fun watching some of the teams, especially some of the playoff contenders. Yeah. Um so it was good to kind of see one, I think how deep some of these teams are because I noticed like I think it was Golden State they only started one one starter. No, it wasn't Golden State. Who was it? There's one team, oh, it's the, uh, the Suns. Yeah, the Suns yeah. only started one starter and then they still almost beat was it the Lakers?
0: That sounds familiar. I remember I remember following that game. Hold on. Uh, it wasn't years. their it wasn't their last game. You're right. It was the game before that. It was the Jazz and they won. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Yeah. So or maybe it uh, wasn't that game. No, it, looks like, it wasn't I mean, the CP, Jazz.
0: CP3 played. Yeah, Devin, they okay. all played. No, they all played that game. But I know what you're talking about.
1: There was one game where they I mean again, it was a rough start for the Suns. I was just like, oh, man, I don't know. Oh, it was the Clippers. There we go. Yeah. Um and the Clippers are obviously a respectable team. I mean, they have all George. playoff P, is that what they call him? Playoff P. <laughs> yeah.
0: If playoff <laughs> um, P stands for choking yeah. in the P, then yeah, he's playoff P.
1: Um but yeah, I mean it was a rough start, but then I think all those players kind of settled in and and kind of got used to, kind of got into the rhythm.
0: They almost came back and won that game. So I thought that was pretty oh, impressive. The score? Yeah. So it was 26-22 after the first quarter. And then the, the Clippers outscored the, the Suns 34-9 to in the second quarter of that game. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, then they, they almost came back and won that game. That's crazy.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I, um, I don't see anyone beating the Suns. I think the Suns are going to cruise to the finals, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun to see a repeat of last year's finals because I feel like those teams are
0: yeah. Or, i think
1: both. Oh go ahead.
0: No, finish finish what you're saying.
1: Oh no, I was gonna say I feel like those teams are both solid. Um I don't know. I feel like it's always kind of fun to see a rematch, especially when the series was so close. And I mean, see last year Phoenix went up 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Bucks fought back and, and won it. So it'd be kind of fun to see
0: a I think a repeat yeah. of last year's finals. And it's two teams that we're not used to seeing there. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bucks, the Bucks kind of, I guess, like, but not in the finals. I mean, that was yeah. their first finals appearance. They'd been booted the previous like three years, I think, in the playoffs. So as mm-hmm. favorites too. But yeah, the Suns kind of came out of nowhere. And now they're the favorite. That would be a cool, a cool rematch. I'd also like to, I mean, I think it'd be cool if, it'd be kind of cool to see the Nets make a run because they just have, I don't know, there's just so much talent there. It's a shame that they're in the play-in tournament. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, The Celtics are a really good team. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny. I think it's really funny that the Sixers have the Raptors. The Raptors could beat the Sixers. Like the Raptors are a good team, yeah.
3: No, and I agree.
0: and I think the Sixers could get booted in the first round. Remember when we were talking? Uh, it was one of the times we had Dylan on,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and we were talking about tank. Oh, maybe it wasn't when Dylan was on. I can't remember. But we talked about tanking though.
2: Remember, yeah. like losing a game mm-hmm. intentionally
0: to get a better uh, a a more favorable seed. Well, if they would have won that game, or if they if they would have actually tried in that game and won, let's see right now they're, yeah, they, they'd they be the two seed and they'd be playing. Yeah. They'd be playing Brooklyn. That's not better. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that strategy paid off for them. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, well, they're not, they're not for sure playing Brooklyn. Brooklyn's still got a win. Yeah. So. It, Who
1: knows? I don't know. You know, like you look at that team and obviously they do have a lot of talent, but they also do have a lot of holes in that roster. Oh yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I watched them. Who did they play the other night? Gosh. They ended up coming back and winning. Oh, they played um the Knicks. And um, both Kyrie and Kevin had a, a very slow start. And the Knicks were actually kind of take I think they were up at like 21 at one point. Really? So it wasn't – yeah, it wasn't a very good look for the Nets. But then Kevin Durant – just turned it on. I think he ended up having maybe close to 40 points, if not more than 40 points. Um And most of those came in the last quarter, but so they, they obviously turned it on, but it wasn't a full four quarters of basketball. It was like a quarter and a half <laughs> and they beat a pretty, I don't know. Yeah. A, a pretty young and inexperienced Knicks team. So I mean, it was good to see that they came back, but I was just kind of like, man, there's some, I think some pretty big gaps in that, in that
0: roster. There are, I feel like it's easy to get caught up in, they don't have enough bench depth, you know, but I mean, here's Kevin
1: Durant, Kyrie. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, it could (laughs) potentially, I mean, who
0: knows if Ben Simmons is going to come back. I've heard rumors that he's going to play in the first series. Um. I mean those three guys, Seth Curry, good shooter mm-hmm. outside.
1: That's true. He,
0: I don't yeah. know. I I think I think bench depth is way overrated in the NBA. We talk about it every year, like, oh, this team's a better team, like they're they have depth, you know. But it's always the teams with the with the stars, the high end talent. They're the mm-hmm. ones. They're the ones who win. So um, you're not winning a finals um as a team with a bunch of role players Mm -hmm. not not in this nba cool yeah i agree well we this week we're going to continue our discussion from last week on the importance of the wide receiver position in the nfl does it make sense to pay these guys big money does it lead to wins or just meaningful stats to figure that out, we're going to analyze each team from the 2021 season, and essentially, we're just looking uh, we're looking at the wide receiver position and ranking each team by division. So, if you listened to the podcast last week, we did the NFC, um, and this this week we're going to do. Uh, sorry, sorry, did I say NFC? I meant to say AFC. We did the AFC last week.
3: Mm-hmm. We're going
0: to do the NFC this week. Um, so, we're going to rank each team or each division sorry, we're going to rank each team based on their wide receiver talent. And then once we have our own rankings for like, okay, so, you know, the glass like last week we had, I'll just go one division. Uh, we had the bills, dolphins, Patriots, jets, in terms of their wide receiver talent. And then we looked at how they actually finished in the division, which was bills, Patriots, dolphins, jets. So it was similar. Um, so basically we're just, Ranking wide receiver talent and looking at how that actually played out. Did wide receivers actually contribute to the team winning? So again, last week we started with the AFC and this is what we found. Um, And there's kind of five, five things that we took away from it right Oliver? Yep, exactly. Do you want to take the first one? Yeah.
1: So the first one, um, yeah. So in 2021, Every divisional winner in the AFC had the best overall wide receiver in their division. Um so example kind of going back to Jacob's example, you know, AFC North or AFC East, sorry. Um Bills, we we both agree that the Bills have the best overall wide receiver courts, but they also have the best receiver in the division with Stefan Diggs. Um that's pretty consistent throughout throughout the AFC, you know, the Bengals, Jamar Chase. I think obviously he was – I wouldn't say obviously, but I think he was the clear um, – the clear – like clearly the best receiver in that division. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, you, you just go down the, the list and all the teams with um, – who won their division also had the best receiver.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, A.J. Brown, the AFC South on the Titans, Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, Chiefs, AFC West – um, you could make you could make cases for other guys, um, like in the AFC West, Keenan Allen's an elite level receiver. I think Tyree Kill's still on another level, though. I would take Tyree Kill over Keenan Allen. Um, I think, yeah.
1: Tyree 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 more versatile. I think. I think that's what sets him
0: apart from Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that was our first takeaway. Second takeaway. Um, the teams with the most passing yardage in each division also won the division. So, other than the Chiefs, who surprisingly the Chiefs actually didn't lead their division, the Chargers did, but it was less than hundred yards. So, the Chiefs were they're were basically leading the division, um, and the Chargers were still a really good team. They were one stinker um, against the Raiders away from from going to the playoffs. So, they were still a good team. Um, what that basically means is that teams teams that rely heavily on their receivers are winning games. So team, if teams have, you know, high passing yardage um, and they're winning the division, that means it's working and receivers are actually winning them games. So they're valuable. Even the tit- Titans who, re- who rely heavily on the run game, still led to AFC South in passing yards, which really isn't saying a whole lot. Like, the leader of the AFC South had 3,600 passing yards. <laughs> so it wasn't great, but still, I mean, it was enough to win their division. So I think if you put the Chiefs in the AFC South, the Titans are not winning that division. Um, so I think one thing we learned, if you pass the ball and you can pass the ball well, it's going to lead to success in the NFL. At least in the AFC, that's what we learned. We'll mm-hmm. talk about the NFC today. You got number three?
1: I got it. All but one division winner had their best wide receiver score 10 times or more. Um, Exclude There is one exclusion the Titans. Um, AJ Brown only had five TDs, but he was out for what? He only played 13 games last year. So, yeah. I mean, he was obviously hurt. I mean, if he played a full season, he probably, uh, uh, and it was healthy, he might I'd be shocked if he didn't score more than 10 TDs.
0: Yeah, even if it was eight, that would still be. It. I I think that mm-hmm. the Titans are like that one exception because they're in a really weak division, and mm-hmm. they are successful on the ground as well. But um, still, the fact that three of four mm-hmm. had their their number one have ten touch ten tutties or more, that's that's something. That's like a yeah. you know, that's a a trend. So, mm-hmm. um. Number four, all but one division winner had their best wide receiver start at least 16 games. This one was actually really surprising to me, and I thought this was really cool. Um, So meaning your best wide receiver is healthy. Uh, This sounds obvious, like if your players don't play, you know, you're not going to be good. But availability is an asset. We've seen a lot of talented guys go in the NFL, and half the reason they're a bust is because they're never healthy, you know. So, Stephon Diggs played 17 games. Jamar Chase played 17 games. Tyree Kill played 17 games. It said he started 16, but he actually had a couple of catches in that game. So, I'm not really – maybe they sat their starters. I don't, I don't really know what happened there. But Tyree Kill, for all intents and purposes, played the whole season. And A.J. Brown played 13, which is still a good majority of the year. Um, that's what, I don't know, 70, 75%. What's 13 divided by 17. 13 divided by 17. Yeah, 76%. So that's still a good majority of the year. Um, so, yeah, again, A.J. Brown is the the exception. Um, thanks a lot, A.J. Brown. You're really ruining yeah. our trends here. Uh, do you want to take the last one or do you want me to take it? All you, man. All me? Okay. Um, despite the, so this is number five. Despite the F- emphasis teams have put on having an elite receiving back, like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, uh, help me out here, uh, Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. There are others. That's good. That's a good, yeah. good starting point. Um, not a single division winner had an elite receiving back. That kind of surprised me, too.
3: That is um, interesting.
0: I mean, not that they didn't have a receiving back, but not an elite receiving back like Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Um, so the bills, they hardly even have a running back, so there's something. <laughs> uh, the, the Bengals, uh, Joe Mixon's a solid running back, and he's mm-hmm. a good receiving he's a good receiving back, but he's not an elite receiving back. Uh, the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards Alaire, certainly not elite, mm-hmm. and the Titans, I mean, <clears throat> if I were Ryan Tannehill, I'd dump it off to Derek Henry every single play.. Mm-hmm. Um, but Derek Henry was also hurt half the year, more than half the year, wasn't it? I don't yeah. It was mm-hmm. a good portion of the year. Um, but, again, Derrick Henry is elite. He is, the best, in my opinion, the best, the best running back in the league. Um, yeah. When healthy, which he usually but Dar- is healthy.
1: But Derek Henry's not lining up in the slot. And, and exactly. Running, and running post corners, right? Like, he is – you're dumping the ball off because there's nobody, nobody open and you're just looking to kind of salvage something. Right. Like, yeah. Or you are running a screen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. kind of, you know, so um, no, that, yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting yeah.
0: point. So, so those were the five, those were the five five trends that we kind of took out of our discussion last week with the AFC. So again, just in summary, number one, best wide receiver in the division. And these are predictors of success. Best wide receiver in the division, most passing yardage in the division. Best wide receiver scores 10 10 or more touchdowns. Number four, best wide receiver is healthy for most of the season. And number five, no elite backfield receiving option. And I think that was kind of, I don't know if that was, necessarily like you can't win with the elite running back receiving option. Our observation was just the teams that won the division did not put an emphasis on having an elite receiving back. That's it. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. you can't win with Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, he's a baller, but just our observation. Right, Oliver? We're not hating against receiving backs. Mm
1: -hmm. No, You're spot on.
0: Should we get into the NFC? Let's do it. All right, you kick it off with the NFC East.
1: NFC East, all right. For America's team, the Cowboys, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Cedric Wilson, Dalton Schultz. For the Eagles, we have Devontae Smith, Kez Watkins, Jalen Rager, and Dallas Godert. Is that right? Goddard. Goddard, oh. I got it. Like <laughs> Goddard. Goddard. <laughs> <laughs> we got the gosh, the commanders. That name just kills me. Um, it's, I
0: hate it. I don't like did, it so far.
1: I'm gonna call them the football team. So the football team, Terry McLaurin, Adam Humphreys JD McKissick, and Antonio Gibson. Um, and then Ricky Seals Jones, then Giants, Kenny Galladay. Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram. I mean, is there any question that it's not the Cowboys? No.
2: Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, my, they're my number
1: one. <laughs> like, so we need to spend a lot of time on that. Like, clearly, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, those guys are studs. Like, yeah. The other guys in the league, obviously, some of these guys had great years, but, I mean, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are by far the most talented in this this division.
0: Yeah, none of these other teams are touching the Cowboys' weapons. Let's start with let's start with our number one observation. Do they have the best overall wide receiver in the division? I think they do. And Amari Cooper. You can yeah. even argue CD Lamb.
1: Yeah, I think. Did CD Lamb have a better year than Amari? Let's
0: look in my handy-dandy spreadsheet.
1: Um, he might have CD Lamb. Yeah, he did. Almost 1,100 yards, six touchdowns.
0: He only played in 13 games.
1: He only started
0: 13 games. He had 1,100 yards, six touchdowns in 13 games. That's insane. So, I would it,
1: I mean, for games started, right? Because I think, I mean, what I'm seeing is he at least played in 16 games. Game started. Is that just like the the Cowboys came out in a formation where maybe C D Lamb wasn't in? Say that again. Like could it just been like the Cowboys came out in a position or like a formation to start the game where maybe C D Lamb wasn't in? Which I don't know
0: why the Cowboys would do that in the first place. I don't think so. He must have just been hurt. I, I don't think they would count like he would okay. still be a, he would still be a yeah. starter. He's their starting. I don't know who's the X and who's the Z. I, I don't. It doesn't. I don't think it really matters, um, but yeah, Cooper had 865 yards, eight touchdowns.
2: Mm-hmm. Lamb
0: had 1100 yards, six touchdowns. Did I say six touchdowns for Cooper? I meant eight. If I said six, I meant eight. Um, Dalton it's Schultz had eight, yeah. eight touchdowns. No way! Did he really? And he had 800 <laughs> yards. Look at him. Good for, good for him. Yeah, balling out. Yeah. Um, good for him. Yeah, this is this is a no brainer for me in terms of, I mean they had three, sorry four receivers with six or more touchdowns. That's pretty good. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, Cowboys clear winner. Yeah, Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys are the clear winner. So so number one receiver in the division. I think the only competition would be Terry McLaurin. I think Terry McLaurin is really really good. Yeah, and he had a great year too. Um, he is really good, uh, but the problem is there's no one else on the Commanders that is anywhere near Terry McLaurin. So,
1: think about who his t- his quarterback was last year. Yeah, I mean, it's like imagine if you gave him. I mean, I mean, hopefully Carson Wentz is a little bit of an option, but imagine if like somehow Washington got like Russ. Or landed mm-hmm. some other big name quarterback that they're trying to get in the offseason. Yeah. Like his stock, like he be probably becomes like at least a top 10 in the conversation in terms of wide receivers in the league. Yeah. He's a stud. Terry
0: McLaurin's a good mm-hmm. receiver. Um, all right. So best receiver in the division, most passing yardage in the division, which they did, I believe, by a wide margin. Yeah. So they had almost 5,000 yards passing. Um <laughs> And the next was the NFTs. Uh, they should have just named them the NFTs. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been yeah. great. Uh, that would have been more stupid, but it would it would match their team. <laughs> um, so forty nine sixty two. That was our total receiving yards. Washington had 3,700 yards. Giants thirty four hundred yards. Philadelphia 3,300, not 3,400 yards, 3,396. Touchdowns, Dallas 39, Washington 21, Giants 14, Philadelphia 18. Um, so passing yardage check for the Cowboys. Best wide receiver score 10 times or more. They actually didn't meet that. So there's one check on that trend. Um, but at the right. same time, they also they have... had all of the re- – yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you, you got it. You oh, know, no, I was, was going to
1: say, I mean, all their guys scored at least six touchdowns or more. So I feel like that, like, that in itself I think is a better stat because there multiple guys were able to get into the end zone. Uh, it wasn't just Amari Cooper. I mean, everybody was able to get in the end zone, which I think is paints a better picture in terms
0: of your overall depth. Oh, yeah.
1: The receiving position.
0: Yeah, their third option, Cedric Wilson, had twice as many touchdowns as the Giants leader. So we could just put the Giants at four. I think we're good with that. Yeah. Um yeah, their their third option, Cedric Wilson had more than the than the Eagles' top option. DeMonte Smith had five. Uh, as good as Terry McLaurin is, he only had five touchdowns so the the cowboys had four guys score more touchdowns than anyone on any other team in their division that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah um so they meet that they meet that that hurdle um best receiver starts six uh, at least 16 games they didn't have that either but i think their depth is what carried them mhm um, but they're also breaking that trend. So thanks a lot, Cowboys.
1: It looks like uh, both of those guys play. I mean, they might not have started, but C D Lamb played 16 games and then Amari Cooper played 15. Okay, so, so they're better. still at least they're at least healthy all year. I mean, yeah, maybe not healthy enough to start, but they're at least playing majority of the games. Healthy-ish. Yeah, healthy-ish.
0: Yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, that's better than I thought. I just have games started. I put, I should have put, well, you know what? Um, for any of you that are Excel geeks, I'm doing a pivot table right now. Oh yeah. Look at that. Okay. The tax man. Tax man. Here I am. <laughs> um, yeah. Cooper 15. Cedric Wilson 16. C.D. Lamb 16. Dalton Schultz played in 17. Good for him. Yeah. Zeke started and played in 17 games. Good for him. Yeah. If you had him in fantasy football, you were really disappointed. But um, he was consistent. He was there every week. Mm -hmm. He was consistently average. (laughs) Um, All right. So Cowboys number one. Who do we want? Number two. I feel like it's just a crapshoot after this.
1: I'm just going based off of who's the best receiver in the league after this at this point <laughs> yeah and i feel like the the nfts got it i don't know yeah. about you um and then i would say probably eagles
0: giant yeah i agree i okay so i i had ranked the eagles higher than the commanders washington mm-hmm. um because i like Devonte smith he's a stud and, ba- and dallas goddard I like that combination more than Terry McLaurin and anyone else on Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that combination is good, better. That's but, a good point. I mean, what we're seeing though is a number one is more important than having a bunch of depth. The Packers didn't have anyone, but um, Devonte Adams I mean, really, like they didn't really have anything else. It was just him. They won the division. So you know,
1: it was interesting that I mean, I know we were talking about Terry McLaurin, but Monte Smith also had I mean, really similar numbers. 900 receiving yards, and then also had five touchdowns. So he had really just like 100 receiving yards less.
0: Yeah, and he was a rookie too.
1: Yeah, that's true. With a very very I'd say probably below average quarterback throwing in the ball too. So, Hurts? I mean, yeah. You don't like Hurts? <laughs> I mean, I like him, but I don't think he's – I mean, I just think he's a bottom half quarterback in terms yeah. of just ranking. Um, he's got a grittiness to him, which I love, but yeah, I just don't sure. think it – I don't think he'll ever be a top five quarterback in the league.
0: How about this? In terms of throwing, he's definitely bottom half of the league. Yeah. But overall, he could, I mean, he could do some damage. I take I take I take Jalen Hurts over a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, to be honest, because he he just adds an element like Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Not he's not as good as Lamar Jackson, but like Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. where he's just hard to game plan against, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I, 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 I guess I'd kind of agree with you. I'd probably go Eagles, too.
0: Yeah, and Jalen Reger. I'd take Jalen Reger over any of the uh, backups on the commanders. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, so we'll go Eagles, too. I don't know. If you asked me two years ago, Kenny Galladay and Evan Ingram, that's pretty good. But neither of them. Let's look. What were their stats last year? Evan Ingram had four hundred yards, three touchdowns. He played in fifteen games, started twelve. Galladay, Galladay started fourteen games and only had five hundred yards, no touchdowns. Ooh. He was right. terrible last year. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I can't. I don't care how good he was in Detroit. No way. I can't. Yeah, they're the worst. They're the worst yeah. in division. The other um, receiver,
1: Tony, is it Tony in the same yeah. mm-hmm. He had 400 yards. He only played 10 games, though, no touchdowns. So, two of their wide receivers didn't have a single touchdown all year. That's bad. That's
0: bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could throw in safe Ster- ones.
1: Sterling Shepard only had one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, not good. How many um, receiving
1: touchdowns did they have last year?
0: Because I mean, I'm, fourteen. I, I mean, so 14. I think we
1: we accounted for like four right there. Who else had Saquon? I mean,
0: everyone Saquon. had a touchdown. Just a touchdown.
2: <laughs>
0: like let's just just get someone on the field. I don't care if they're an offensive yeah. lineman; just throw them the ball. Yeah. It, I mean, Kyle Rudolph had a touchdown. Dante Pettis. Oh, my gosh. Dante Pettis had a touchdown for them. Uh, Chris Chris Myarik, I've never heard that name before. Uh, no offense to him. He's better at football than me. Um, Darius Slayton had a couple. Yeah. Devontae Booker. Elijah Penny. Evan Ingram had three. John Ross. Wait, is that John Ross from Washington? Probably. It was John, right? John Ross from what the played to Washington? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hmm. All right. Well, he's still not doing anything. Huh. All right. Well, so all go right. Dogs. So we got cow, we got cowboys, eagles, commanders, <laughs> and john What'd you say? I said go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've said go kook on this same pot on this podcast oh, yeah. before. <laughs> so you're just uh if it's Washington, you're you're good with it. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying something. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, just throwing it out there. It's usually the- it's
1: usually it's regarding
0: bad stats,
1: so it's nice to, to emphasize that it's a, a Washington school.
0: Ah, yeah, throw them under the bus. Yeah, do it for the, we do it for the fans. We do it for the fans. Yeah. All right, so the, we we ranked them in terms of wide receivers exactly how they finished. Cowboys, mm-hmm. Eagles, Washington, Giants. One, two, three, four. Yeah, makes sense. But so so yeah, our how it works. Theory's still holding. wide receivers are valuable. If you have good receivers, I win some games. Let's go to the NFC North. and right. I will start by saying, there this you go. is
1: huh? Oh, I was going to say it's all you, man.
0: Okay, This is the first division that I am not taking the division winner. I'm not ranking the division winner as the top. Uh, I guess, let me go down the list. Uh, Packers finished first in the division. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Robert Tanyan. Tanyan only played in eight games, but he was clearly the best tight end on the team. So I just I just made him number one, or the number one tight end, even though he only played eight games. Uh, number Number two in the division was the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, and Tyler Conklin. Number three in the division, how did the Bears finish three? Jeez. Uh, Who finished last? (laughs) Yeah, I guess when you got the Lions, you're always, you're never going to be in the cellar. Um, All right, so the Bears finished third in the division. Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, Marquise Goodwin and Cole Komet. And number four, the Lions, the Detroit Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown, who had a really nice rookie season. Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, and TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson. At number, or at the tight end position. I'm going to start, and I'm going to build my case for the Vikings. And then you can, and then I don't know if you'll agree or disagree, but then you can build your case for your number one. Is that fine?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: For me, Devonte Adams is the best receiver in this division, but I don't think it's by much over Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is an elite wide receiver. And I would say right now you could argue him into the top five top five wide receivers in the league. You could make an argument. I'm not saying that he's on everyone's list, but you can make an argument. Um, last year, Justin Jefferson, holy mama.
1: He had, uh, he almost had better numbers. I mean, he played one more game than Devontae Adams, oh, but, I mean, they were very similar yeah. stats-wise.
0: Yeah. So, Justin Jefferson had 1,600 yards, 10 touchdowns. He played every game. Devontae Adams had 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 1,553 yards. Um, to be exact, Justin Jefferson had 1,616 yards. Uh, Devontae Adams had 11 touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had 10. That's an even playing field. And to be fair, Devontae Adams is playing with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a competent quarterback, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. But so, so I, and then aside from Justin Jefferson, um, where is he? Oh, there he is. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had a nice season 726 yards and 10 touchdowns. They had two guys with 10 touchdowns.
1: Um, KJ Osborne,
0: 20. they're, huh?
1: That's 20 teddies right there.
0: Uh, that's 20 teddies. And then 27 with KJ Osborne, who had 655 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, Those three guys basically accounted for 27 of their 34 touchdowns. That's crazy. Um, I will take that over just Devontae Adams all day, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah. And, like, Alan Lazard, I think he's talented, but, I mean, he's clearly – I think on both teams he's probably at best a number three.
0: Yeah. He had 513 yards. He played um, in 15, he played in 15 games. Mm-hmm.
1: Randall Cobb. Wasn't he a late season pickup?
0: Randall Cobb. No, I think he played the whole, ah, it says he started 12 games. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure so they was, picked him up before okay. the season. Cause A-Rod was bothered. And oh, that's right. And Randall Cobb. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, but he's aging. I mean, he's not the Randall Cobb of old. No. Um, and then, they're, they're like, clearly, basically, Tanya, like, even though he he did good when he played, like, they're still figuring out the tight end position, and it's not clear that he's their their option going forward. Um, I'm the, i 100% agree with that. I think the Vikings had a better receiving
0: core than the Packers did. Yeah. And if you're building a roster right now, you're probably taking – Let's see. Yeah. Devontae Adams is 29. Uh, And Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson is 22. I'm taking Justin Jefferson every day of the week, Mm -hmm. including Sunday. Like, well, definitely Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I only want him on Sundays, Thursdays, Mondays, occasionally a Monday. Yeah. I definitely want him on those days. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, Justin Jefferson's an elite-level wide receiver in the NFL, and his stats mm-hmm. proved that this year. 1,600 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's as good as it gets. Good for um, him. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Um, so are you with me on taking the Vikings over the Packers?
3: Ooh. Excuse me. <laughs> did you just sneeze? I did.
1: Uh... <laughs> did not sound like a sneeze. Well, special effects. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: oh, uh, sorry. What was the question again?
0: Are you, are you are you agreeing with me that the Vikings are the uh, ranked number one in the yeah. NFC North? Yep, absolutely. Okay, and then and then we got to go Packers. Yeah, because Devontae Adams is too good to go any lower than that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, I and agree again, with
0: that. And we got to reiterate this again. We are aware that Devontae Adams is not on the Packers anymore. Mm -hmm. We're just like the AFC when we took Tyreek with the Chiefs. We're analyzing the 2021 season and how their receiving core was and how they actually finished. Um, So Devontae Adams was on the Packers in 2021. So that's why we're looking at him here. And then based off of this analysis, we're going to look forward to 2022 and predict based off of you know what we learned in this experiment so vikings number one even though they finished second in the division so they're the first ones to break uh Mm -hmm. to break our every every single one so far every single division winner has had the best receiving core so the vikings are
3: Mm
0: -hmm. hmm. i don't know what that says about kirk cousins or their defense. I don't know. There's problems in or
1: coaching or coaching, right? I mean, or I mean, coaching. There's, yeah. There's, there's a big reason probably why Mike Zimmerman got fired, right? You know, yeah. Very talented team. Yeah. I'm not super familiar with the Vikings defense, but just looking offensively. But then you also have, um gosh, da- what's her running back's name? Dalvin Cook. You were there. Yeah. Dalvin Cook. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second guessing myself on names. Dalvin Cook's a stud. So, oh, yeah. like, clearly it's not the offense. I mean, if they're putting up, yeah, I don't know if Kirk Cousins' numbers off the top of my head, but based off of just what we're seeing for wide receiver wise, I mean, he had thirty plus TDs.
0: You know what? Our one of our observations about an an elite receiving back, Aaron Jones is up there. Oh, that's Aaron, true. Aaron Jones is elite receiving back, and I'm still putting the Packers too.
1: Yeah, no, I am too.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, Dalvin Cook is is not an elite receiving back, but he's competent. He had almost 300 mm-hmm. yards receiving. That's good. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that, that observation is still holding. Still not an yeah. elite receiving back has been on a division winner.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, sorry. They did win the division. <laughs> so, wait, never mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our I yeah. actually just broke our streak. Oh, thanks a lot,
1: Aaron Jones. Well, that's interesting. That I mean, the NFC North they broke two things, right? Yeah. The, there was no elite receiving running back that won the division, but then also too that the team that won the division had the best receiving core. That is no. kind of interesting.
0: No, backwards. Right? The other way around. The team that won the division had an elite receiving back.
1: Oh, yep. 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 Sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So just Mm
1: -hmm.
0: flop that. Yep. Go back 15 seconds to Oliver's comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just flop what he said. And that's what you meant.
3: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Number three on our list, I'm going, well, actually I went first with the first couple of teams. So you take this one. Who do you have? Number three. And you don't have to go off of names either. Yeah. Go off of stats here. Based off of how they actually produced. I mean, Which I think if
1: uh, I would say it's the pair. I mean, again, I'm not Allen Robinson between those teams is probably the most talented. And he did not have a good year at all.
0: No, he didn't. Darnell Bernie played much better than him.
1: Yeah. Um So Darnell Mooney, yeah, he had definitely had a good year. Thousand yards Four, I mean, TDs were low, but that's because they didn't have a quarterback. Um,
0: yeah, I don't think, St. I don't Brown think.
1: Had a, St. Brown had a pretty good year for the Lions. Yeah. Thousand yards and five TDs. Um, Gosh, that's almost like a push.
0: That's what I feel too. That's how I feel, too. It I mean, does feel no,
1: like a push. No team had... I mean, I think both teams had a guy, whether they're elite or not. I, I don't think either either team had an elite receiver, but they had guys who produced, but both teams also were very, very bad. Um, Lions slightly worse than the Bears, so I almost say it's like a push.
0: Yeah. What? where did I get that number? Oh, I pulled that from the Vikings. I have a note here that said the Lions had 4,400 yards. And now I'm looking at the stats I have pulled up here and I'm like, that's not it. (laughs) It's like a (laughs) thousand yards less. Um, So yeah, the Lions had 3,500 yards. They each had 3,500 yards. This is a push. You know what? I'm going to go with Detroit because they had 21 touchdowns, and Chicago only had 14. Um, And in terms of yak, yards after catch, Detroit had 19, almost 2,000, which was more than Minnesota, surprisingly. Um, Interesting. And Chicago only had 1,500. So I'm going Detroit. It's a push, but I'll go Detroit.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, stats-based, I liked it.
0: Yeah. We got to separate them somehow. And in terms of production, I mean – they had seven more touchdowns. So we got to give them mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Vikings number one, Packers number two, Lions number four, and Bears number wait, Lions number three, and Bears number four. Mm-hmm. They actually finished so Viking. So we had them Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. They actually finished Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. So this one was all over the place. Mm-hmm. This one was all over the place. Um, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, if the if the Vikings can, I don't know how their offensive line was. I didn't. I don't know if I watched any Vikings games this year. Um, but I'm pretty sure their defense struggled again. If they can figure out the defense, boy, they seem to have a lot in place on offense. But anyway, that's the NFC North. Uh, they're the first one, first one to not have the division winner be number one. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really think that is necessarily a, a knock on the Packers, though. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen is really good. It's a little yeah. bit of a knock. It's <laughs> a little bit of a knock on the Packers because they don't really have anyone outside of Devonte Adams. But if we were talking about I don't know. I think I'd even put – I was going to say NFC East. I think I'd still – I'd put the Cowboys ahead of the, the Packers still.
1: I would agree with that. It
0: would be a harder though. Yeah, be it would definitely ha- be a lot harder. Because I don't think any – I don't think Amari Cooper is as good as Justin Jefferson. So that would be a harder argument to make. But I think that just the depth – the Cowboys' depth would have—I think I would have still chosen them. Anyway, let's get to the NFC South. This one, the number one, is really easy. It's—I didn't even think—I didn't even think about it. No, it's yeah. the Saints. It's the Saints for sure. Yeah. Gosh, wait till I read out these guys. Um. Actually, you want to do this one? You want to do the NFC South?
1: No, it's all you. You're you're excited for this one, so I'll let you do. This I one. am.
0: I am excited for this one. All right, so Buccaneers. <laughs> Buccaneers finished one, and for good reason. Mike Evans,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Chris Godwin. Um, I have Antonio Brown as the number three. Let me look at their, at their production. It doesn't matter who you put in that number three. There's still.
1: I think Antonio Brown had like a pretty
0: solid year. He still had 500 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. That's pretty low. Leonard Fournette had 450 yards and two touchdowns. Bang, that's good. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so Mike Evans had a thousand yards and 14 touchdowns. <laughs> Gosh, he's a touchdown machine. Chris yeah. Godwin had 1100 yards and five touchdowns. So and he got not- what week did he get hurt? I don't know, but he missed four games. Three, sorry, three, three, three. Three. He missed three games. Um, so he probably would have been 13 1,400 yards. Probably, yeah. Maybe seven, eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gronk had 800 yards and six touchdowns. AB had 545 yards and four touchdowns. Um, who else? Lenny, yeah, 450 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. Tyler Johnson, oh, shout out there, 360 yards there. Um, just oh, I'm surprised Scotty Miller didn't
1: was, play anymore. Was he hurt?
0: He played in nine games. I don't know. He must have been hurt a little mm-hmm. bit, but they're just so deep. He didn't even. Yeah, wasn't even seeing the field. So that's the Bucks. They're our number one. You're you're not putting anyone above the Bucks, right? No. Yeah. Um, so the Bucks are our number one. And then um, second in the division was the Saints. Marquez Calloway, Deontay Harris. I threw in Alvin Kamara to be nice, because if we didn't throw them in, then mm-hmm. they just would have sounded so bad. Um, Alvin Kamara and Adam Troutman. Number three in the division, the Falcons. Russell Gage, Cordero Patterson. Calvin Ridley somehow was the fourth leading receiver through five games brutal. That's brutal. That's bad. Yeah. Um, and he only had 281 yards. So... Uh, oh,
1: year? Or through those five oh, years? Oh,
0: actually, that's not true. I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. not true. I don't know where I got that. He was, let's see, Kyle Pitts led the team. Cordell Patterson, two. Russell Gage, three. Ugh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Olam, Olamide- Olam- Olamide Zacchaeus, four hundred yards, and then Calvin Ridley. So he was number five.
1: So it looks like Calvin Ridley was hurt because it looks like he only played five games.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, did so. I not say that? Sorry, I meant I meant to say that. Yeah, Calvin Ridley okay. only only played five games, and he was still the fifth leading receiver on his team.
1: Oh, gotcha. Um, okay, I got what you're saying now. Sorry. Yeah
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So if he would have played at that at that pace. He would have, I don't know, let's just extrapolate here. I would have put him at like almost a thousand yards, like six, seven, eight touchdowns, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yeah. But decent year. Um, I'm sure he would have had more if he was healthy. Um. So that was the Falcons. And then fourth in the division, somehow they started out 4 0, but still came in fourth in the division. Uh, the Panthers. D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, and Ian Thomas at tight end. Uh, oh, I never finished the Falcons. Kyle Pitts is the tight end, and he was actually their leading receiver. He's a stud. A ro- rookie yeah, tight a
1: end. Rookie. He's a stud.
0: I like yeah. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. So those are the four teams. We got the Bucks, number one. And who do you got number two?
2: I
1: almost got the Falcons number two. They're super talented. I mean, they're they're young, but they're super talented. I know Braille Patterson had a pretty good year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody different. Yeah, Corey pa- Patterson as a running back had a decent year. 600 yards receiving and five touchdowns. Calvin yeah. Ridley, even though he's hurt, I mean, you just kind of estimated his numbers. Um
0: he's yeah but we kind of got to go off of real production I was just I was doing that for fun yeah okay like, actually estimating you know predicting success if he's not playing then he's not helping his team Um
1: this one's tough because neither team is like I mean the Panthers probably have the next outside of the box because I think it's clear that they're number one like Almost correct. Yeah. Christian
0: McCaffrey is the next best receiver in that league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, for real. And and that's not, and that's not a knock on DJ Moore, who no. I think is really good. Yeah,
1: but Robbie Anderson on that team, he—I mean, I had him on fantasy for most of the year, so I can speak firsthand. He was garbage. Yeah, um, he was garbage, which was really disappointing. Um,
0: he was much better with Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah,
1: Teddy Two Gloves love it um
0: i think you're the gosh. one who taught me that
1: yeah Teddy 2 gloves um gloves. the saints you know alvin kamara it's kind of the same thing i feel like outside of the buccaneers the next best receivers in that division are running backs alvin Kamara and christian McCaffrey
0: i agree Basically. wholeheartedly yeah Well, if Calvin Ridley's healthy, I would say Calvin Ridley, but uh, then after Calvin Ridley, but he wasn't. So he, yeah. yeah. But neither was Christian McCaffrey.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And Alvin Kamara also only played, where was it? 13 games. (coughs) Only started 10. So he wasn't a lot available either.
1: This is a tough one.
0: It's a tough one. I think. Almost still. D.J. Moore had what? 1,100 yards and four touchdowns with really bad quarterback play. I'm going with Carolina because I I like D.J. Really? Moore. I think Robbie Anderson is. I mean, he didn't. He did not have a good year, but he still had. I mean, 500 yards and five touchdowns. D.J. Yeah,
1: D.J. Moore probably had the best season out of anybody.
0: Yeah, outside I of mean, the box. Kyle Pitts only had one touchdown, and he had Matt Ryan throwing to him.
1: Did he really only have one touchdown? Yeah. a 1,000 yards receiving and one touchdown as a tight end. That's kind of crazy. (laughs) Sounds like a slot receiver, not a tight end.
0: (laughs) I mean, Russell Gage is solid. 700 yards, four touchdowns. That's a solid year. That's a solid year. Yeah, I just, based off of who Atlanta had on the field, if Calvin Ridley's healthy, I'm taking the Falcons all day here, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. That's true. So then, then it's Russell Gage. It's Kyle Pitts. I just don't like that. I think, I think mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle Pitts is a stud, but I'm taking DJ Moore there.
1: I agree. That's a, that's a good, solid point. That I was not considering.
0: He played 17 games. He started 17 games. Yeah. That's something. Um, Robbie Anderson also played 17 games. So, yeah, I'm putting Panthers too. Who are you putting to? You don't I'll have put, to. I'll,
1: no, I'll put Panthers too. Because,
0: in terms of just overall production, um, Atlanta had more production. I mean, they had 39, almost 4,000 yards compared to Carolina, 3,200. But I think Atlanta's quarterback play was significantly better.
1: No, 100% agree.
0: Okay, and then Falcons and then Saints?
1: Yeah. No, yeah.
0: I, I agree yeah. with that. I don't think there's any world we put Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, <laughs> and Adam Troutman yeah. over D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson. Um, so, yeah. Let's get to the best division in all of football. It was last year, not this year mm-hmm. because, Russ, because Russ left. NFC West, you take this one. I know you're right. To.
1: Chomping at the bit here. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, so Rams went the division. Cooper Cup, uh, Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, and OBJ, um, Tyler Higby. Um, Cardinals, they finished second in the division. DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, and Zach Ertz. Um, gosh, what a. Division the 49ers finished in third and they went to the NFC championship. Yeah, and I honestly think I, I'm a huge fan of this guy, Debo Samuel. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, Brandon, Ayuk. is that how you pronounce his name?
0: I thought it was Ayuk, but I, I, wrong.
1: yeah, I, I'm, I'm horrible at names if people haven't figured this out yet. Um, Juan Jennings, right? Is that? Juan, Juan, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, not great depth. Yeah, and George Kittle, um, and Seahawks, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Freddie Swain, and um,
0: Gerald Everett. Okay, out of respect to the season, actually, no, you know what? You start. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk. You take. You take the first. Yeah. One. You tell me who your first is. <laughs>
1: I mean, you have to go at the Rams, I think, in this kid. I mean, Cooper Cup had an unreal year almost 2,000 receiving yards, 1,947, 16 touchdowns, um, on 145 receptions. Like, that's that's unreal. Um, had a great season. Um, like I, again, like I know he, he was acquired kind of like halfway through the year, but I feel like once the Rams got Odell Beckham Jr., like I feel like that kind of – I wouldn't say elevated them, but it, I feel like it kind of gave them a spark. And I think that's kind of what helped them finish out the year. Tyler Higby is a super solid tight end. Um, And Robert Woods, I think he is probably one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. He was – Always just destroying the Hawks. Um
0: again, he's been underrated know. for years now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um and, yeah. and I just want to throw out oh, something
0: too. Um between OBJ and Robert Woods, they basically played a full season for the Rams. Um I guess I guess some of OBJ's stats were uh on the Browns. So this isn't
1: out of 10 though. Right. I mean,
0: not a, I think it was almost half to be honest. Um, I looked it up, but, but Robert Woods and OBJ combined for almost, well, if you take OBJ's full season stats, a little over a thousand yards, like 1100 yards, um, take out, strip out the, the, uh, Cleveland games. It's probably like Mm -hmm. 800, maybe 900 combined. Let's say 900. I say that. Mm-hmm. So, 900 yards and nine touchdowns combined. Um, that's really good. Yeah. Um, Van Jefferson had 800 yards and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Tyler Higby had 560 yards and five touchdowns. Cooper Cup had 1,947 yards and 16 touchdowns. Um, gosh, what a monster! Yeah. I mean, is there
1: again? I don't know. Like, do you have an argument against? A better receiving core than FC West.
0: I'll try. I, I have the Rams. I, I for the record, I okay. have the Rams number one, and okay. I think they and I think they are number one. But I'm gonna try and make a case here.
1: Would you go Hawks Would too? You?
0: No. Would you rather have Cooper Cup and OBJ? Or Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Ooh, that's tough. That is tremendously hard for me, if I'm being honest, because George Kittle is an absolute monster.
1: Debo Samuel is so, as we saw, especially like later in the year, so versatile, right? He's playing running back, he's playing yeah. receiver. Yeah.
0: Um, George Kittle, George Kittle had almost 1,000 yards in 14 games as a tight end. Six touchdowns. I mean, he, he is a,
2: mm-hmm.
0: a, an absolutely a top five tight end. I think he's a top three yeah. tight end. In terms no, of I talent, I'd, I'd take – right now I would take Travis Kelsey – Probably George Kittle. Yeah, honestly, I'd probably take George mm-hmm. Kittle next. Maybe, maybe Darren Waller. I know. Uh, what's his What's his name from the? I'm blanking on his name from the the Ravens. A really good year last oh, year.
1: Oh um,
0: gosh, what was his name? Uh, Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my argument. That's my argument for. The 49ers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, jeez. Even because De- Debo had a very, very good season. Yeah. If you combine his rushing, do you know how much he rushed for?
1: Probably like 400 yards. It had to have been. So if you were. Oh, I, combine... thought I, I, oh I thought you had the answer in front of you. No, I don't.
0: I don't. I don't. I was, I was legit asking um first one to get it wins if i can type i can't type debo samuel stats 365 365 okay so all purpose can while while i'm while i'm doing this look up uh cooper cups rushing stats i don't think he had many Watch, he had like eight hundred
1: eighteen. 18. So. Yeah, 18.
0: Okay, so he had no rushing stats. Yeah. Um, how many, how many rushing touchdowns does it say? I'm sure it says somewhere, but I'm just
1: I think it was like six.
0: Six. six or like twelve. So twelve oh, to-
1: Maybe that's six how many receiving.
0: Total. That's how many receiving touchdowns he had.
1: Okay, so it doesn't say oh, here we go.
0: Rushing regular. He had eight rushing touchdowns. Did he really? Yes. Jeez. Okay, so so he had 14 total touchdowns to Cooper Cup 16. Okay. So Cooper, I mean Cup still edged him there. 1770 yards total compared to Cooper Cup's 1950. Like Cooper Cup was playing with a better, a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm still going with the Rams. I think the Rams have more depth. Because, yeah. Because, okay, here, here, here we go. Here, here's another one. So Cooper Cup, Robert, or Cooper Cup, OBJ, and Van Jefferson. Or Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. I think I have to go with the Rams on that. Yeah. I mean, in terms of production,
1: <laughs>
0: Van Jefferson had 800 yards and six touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it's a solid year.
0: As opposed to – well, how did Brandon Ayuk do? Oh, well. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk had 800 yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. This is a hard one. The NFC West is so freaking good, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with the Rams. Out of respect to the season that Cooper Cup just had, we're going to go mm-hmm. with the Rams. And I would say, right now, if I had to pick the best receiver in this division, it's got to be Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, 100% agree.
0: Yeah. Even though Debo is, like, you know, right on his heels, um, I think Cooper Cup is the best receiver in this division. So we'll go Rams. But that was actually closer than I even thought going into that argument that I was making. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Did you name all the – you named all the teams, right? You did. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, do you have the 49ers too? Or do you have Seahawks or Cardinals too? That's tough. This tough. Because DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett.
1: Yeah. I mean, Freddie yeah, Swain that's is the, the
0: thing.
1: issue. Freddie Swain and Gerald Everett. If the Seahawks. CR- Again, I think Gerald Everett's talented, and I think he just needs to find the right home. It wasn't with the Seahawks last year, especially with Russ being out for a few games and really being a shell of what he was when he returned for the first couple of games. Um, I mean, Freddie Swain is a good story, but, yeah, he he, he should be, like, a fifth option, not a the third Um that's my, but like, if we were to look at just like the two, like DK DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, like that's a solid receiving core right there. Yeah, it is. Tyler Lockett had eight touchdowns and almost twelve hundred receiving yards. Yep. And then DK Metcalf had twelve touchdowns and almost a
0: thousand yards. And that was Russ make, missing five games.
1: That's got to be most of the. How many touchdowns did Russ have last year? Like.
0: 27. 30. Did he really have 30 touchdowns last year? That's how many receiving touchdowns. Oh, no, because he didn't play all the games. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, how many touchdowns did Gino throw?
2: <laughs> I'm 10. looking up G this is Probably the first and this is
0: the first and last time I'm gonna be looking up Geno Smith's stats. Uh so Gino had third had five touchdowns, so Russ had 25. Hey, look at Geno. Five touchdowns, only one pick. He actually played pretty. He played pretty decent. Can't for, a backup, for, a for a backup, for a backup, I, think, five.
1: I mean, in all the games that they he played in, they were close. I mean, I'm not trying to get off topic here, but again, the Saints game was not a good look. They beat Jacksonville, which was was which was good. Um, Pittsburgh. Um, again, he's not throwing the ball for a ton of yards, but. I mean, it was at least close 23 to 20 loss in overtime. Yeah. And then he, I thought when he came in for Russ against the Rams when he got hurt, I thought he played really good for like one, like what was like a quarter and a half.
0: Yeah. Well, he almost, Um, it was against the Rams where he like almost led them to a comeback, like to, to win the game. Yeah. He threw, he threw a pick on the last drive.
1: And I think, didn't Tyler Lockett trip on that? On that play too,
0: I don't remember. I think I, I just remember thinking like, weird. I just remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, the Seahawks could win this game." And then he throws Dino. a pick.
3: <laughs> yeah, All
0: right. <laughs> he played. Yeah, he did step in and play and play good football for a backup quarterback for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and but, I do think he's, I mean, one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. He's competent. Yeah, I percent
1: um, agree, but.
0: I'm still taking San Francisco too because I like the the three punch of Debo Samuel. Here's ben McAdoo. This is not the way it should be, but unfortunately, oh, this is where we sure. are. Our number one priority. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Just doing um, some research
0: in the middle of the pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, what I was saying was... Uh, I'm taking Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle over DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Gerald Everett. I think George Kittle, I think George Kittle is the kicker there. Dude,
1: what about the card again? I no, the I Cardinals agree with are you.
0: four for me, like comfortably really? at number four, comfortably at number four. I don't really? like the Car- I don't like the Cardinals' weapons. They produce though.
1: Yeah. I mean. DeAndre Hopkins only played in eight games, and he had eight touchdowns And how many yards do you have?
0: He played in 10 games. He only had 500 yards.
1: yards. Still eight touchdowns, though. That's solid.
0: They didn't have a single guy over 1,000 yards. Christian Kirk was close, 982.
1: Yeah. I feel like A.J. Green had a decent year. What were his numbers at? A.J. Green almost had 1,000 yards, three touchdowns. Zach Ertz, they got towards the end of the year, and he's yeah. always a, a solid tight end. So, again, yeah, I'm just looking uh, at Zach It's total stats almost 800 yards receiving and five touchdowns.
0: Um, okay, you could make a case to put the Cardinals above the Seahawks. But that's as far as they go for for me personally. There's no way I'm putting the Cardinals in front of the Niners' weapons or the Rams' weapons. No way. You gonna make that case? You gonna put them one? I'm definitely you
1: just, not putting the Cardinals one.
0: I don't, you I mean, just love AJ Green, don't you? I feel like yeah, you have no. You
1: I, I do crush like AJ, AJ Green. I do like AJ Green. I don't know why. He, he was a stud for for years.
0: Like, oh, he was.
1: And like DeAndre Hopkins, it's like if he's healthy all year. Again, he only had 500 yards, but I feel like he, even as he's getting older, he's still one of the best, receivers in the league. If he's yeah, healthy, yes. if he's healthy, it's hard to make an argument that he's not the third best receiver in that league. I still think Debo and, and Cooper Cup.
0: Or better. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I take I take Hopkins a healthy Hopkins over DK or Tyler Lockett.
1: Yeah, um,
3: but he wasn't.
0: So that's a, again. Yeah, exactly. He only played okay. ten games.
1: Yep. Nope. You convinced me. Yeah. And Lockett,
0: I, I... Lockett and Metcalf both played the entire season. Looks like Lockett missed one game, but that's basically the entire season. Yeah.
1: What are Gerald Everett stats? I just want to see. It wasn't bad. Almost terrible. receiving yards and four TDs. So, you say 500, yeah,
0: 478.
1: 478, yeah, yeah, four touchdowns. It's not so,
0: terrible,
1: yeah, not terrible. Um, how are Freddie Swain's numbers?
0: Disley also threw in 231. I feel like Gerald Everett, like mm-hmm. the Seahawks didn't have an elite tight end weapon. Gerald Everett and Will Disley just kind of combined for their tight end production yeah 709 yards Mm -hmm. and five touchdowns so if you combine those two then it's a lot it looks a lot better because like i don't like arizona it was zach ertz and i don't know i think that's really their their only tight end weapon
3: that's a good and he had
0: 700 yards and five touchdowns so that's the same tight end production the seahawks got Mm -hmm. true just from two guys yeah um
1: so, okay, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I think Seahawks are a little – gosh, this is tough because, like, I feel like if you took any of these other teams, I mean, excluding the Rams because obviously we picked the number one, but I feel like almost any of these teams except for maybe the Cardinals. Yeah, even the yeah. Cardinals, if you put them in – I mean, if you put the Cardinals in, like, the NFC South – I think it's hard to not pick him number one there in that division. What uh, with the Bucks? Yeah. Oh wait, sorry, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> like, what are you high? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, but NFC
0: East, you can make a you can make an argument for them hundred percent over Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I probably would. And that right there is how good the NFC West was. Yeah, we would pick. I had the Cardinals comfortably in fourth. And I would pick them number one in the NFC East because I think DeAndre. Well, okay, but DeAndre Hopkins is hurt. Gosh, dang it!
1: You know this is tough maybe not comfortably, ne-
0: but they would definitely be two in the NFC East.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because they got production um, from other guys too.
1: And NFC South, <laughs> not number one, but uh, number two in the NFC South for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so are, are we going with Rams one, Niners two? Hawks three and then Cardinals four. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Okay.
0: And they actually finished Rams, Cardinals, Niners, Hawks. So at least that number one stood. Mm-hmm. The best receiver in the division won the division. Yep. Um in the NFC South, the best receiver in the division. Mike Evans, you could argue Chris Godwin, but I would still argue either of those guys. They're the best receivers in the division. Yeah, exactly. Either, either of them. So pick your. Yeah. Either one. Take your choice. Either of them mm-hmm. are the best of, best receiver in the division. Um, and then NFC East, Amari Cooper, um, the only outlier, is Devonte Adams, is the best receiver in the NFC North. Um, and I think our explanation there is not by a wide margin over Justin Jefferson. Yep. If you take Adam Thielen off the Vikings or picking the Packers, those aren't very good weapons. And if you take Adam Thielen off the NFC North or off the Vikings, um, all of a sudden the NFC North is really not. They have two dudes, Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams, and a bunch of other guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: So, Adam Thielen is mm-hmm. Adam Thielen is the reason we picked the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Justin Jefferson was freaking good last yeah. year. He was a stud. How crazy he, is he, that, though? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going
1: to. I was just going to. How crazy was it that the Vikings traded Stefan Diggs? <laughs> And then and with they, that draft pick that they got, they got Justin Jefferson. Like, how yeah. wild is that?
0: It is wild, especially considering that Stephon Diggs is really good and better mm. in Buffalo than he was in Minnesota. But I would take Justin Jefferson over Stephon Diggs. Yeah. That's I, – I don't know if they're just really good at drafting or really lucky, but to go from Stephon Diggs yeah. to Justin Jefferson, that's, that's really good. Wow. The Packers know what that's like. Going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Any new takeaways from talking about the NFC?
1: Not really.
0: Let's go. Let's I mean, go over I think. Our, it, oh, go, go ahead. ahead sorry. No, no, no. I go was ahead. gonna say.
1: I feel like a lot of the kind of the observations that we had for the AFC stood for the the NFC. Obviously, I think just the NFC North was a little different, where we picked the. Vikings over the Packers but overall though the I think the theory still or our observation still stood
0: yeah yeah in terms of the best receiver in the division still held true outside of the NFC North um passing yardage held true in every not every division yeah actually Yeah, it still held true because the Packers, even though we picked Minnesota, still led the division in passing yards, barely by like 100 yards. Um, And then the NFC West, the Niners by like 50 yards led the division in passing yards. And that was not all, Jimmy G. Um, Trey Lance contributed like four or five hundred yards, something like that. Um you for some, that many yards? That's what I thought too. I was surprised. Hold on, let me double check. Well, Trey I Lance. guess
1: Jimmy G was hurt for a little period of time, wasn't he? I don't think so. I think Trey Lance got it. Was he? Oh no, it was I was Jordan Love that got the start. Right? Mm.
0: He oh no, I mean, he did start. He started two oh. games. So maybe oh, Jimmy he did? G Maybe Jimmy G was hurt. Okay. Um, but yeah, he threw for six hundred yards, five touchdowns, mm. two interceptions. Um. Anyway, sorry, that was off. That was a tangent. Um. Yeah. So so San Francisco technically threw for more yards, but the Rams had nine more touchdown touchdowns through the air.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So fifty more yards for the Niners, but nine more touchdowns for the Rams. So yeah. that that puts the Rams, um, that puts mm-hmm. the Rams up. So passing yardage that still held held true for the most part um best wide receiver scores 10 or more touchdowns that held true in most of the division not the I nfc think. east but the nf but dallas was so unique and they had like mm-hmm. four guys score six or more touchdowns so that was a little different but the nfc north yes mm-hmm. um, justin jefferson Devonte adams both had 10 or more touchdowns nfc south Mike Evans had 10 or more touchdowns. NFC West, Cooper Cup had 10 or more touchdowns. So that definitely held true. Mm-hmm. Uh, best wide receiver healthy for most of the season. Again, Amari Cooper was healthy for most of the season. Justin Jefferson and Devonta Adams. Uh mm-hmm. Mike Evans and I know uh why am I blanking? Um Chris Godwin, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin missed a few games, um, but he still played 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mike Evans played 16. Um, So that still holds true. And then the NFC West, obviously, Cooper Cup played, I believe, 17 games. He did. Um, We just make sure. Yeah, 17 games. So that still held true. Mm -hmm. Um, And then elite receiving backs. Let's go through NFC East, Zeke. Would you consider him an elite? receiving back no i no. wouldn't he's good he's serviceable mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. he's not elite nfc north we uh Aaron they Jones. were and yeah nfc north was the one that blew everything up yeah. so We picked minnesota and a receiving an elite receiving back won the division so that was the one outlier nfc south tampa um leonard fournette is not an elite receiving back although he actually had pretty good stats
1: yeah, most of his catches, uh, if you watched like their games at all, though, were just like dump offs and like swings and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like he was running downfield and making guys miss or finding finding pockets. It was just, oh, I, I don't want to take the sack.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then the Rams, um, Daryl Henderson. Um, who was that other little guy they had out there? Makers, wasn't uh, it? Cam- Cam Akers. He only had 10 yeah. yards. Cam Akers, so definitely not yeah. an elite receiving back. <laughs> um so that held true still. So if you want to win in the NFL, you do not need an elite receiving back. We learned that, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, none of them have an elite receiving back except for the except for the Packers. The yep. one the one in in eight divisions, there was one division winner that had an elite receiving back. I think that's pretty good evidence that you don't need an elite receiving back to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's
2: still held pretty true. Yeah. So no
1: makes sense. I mean, it makes sense if it's, if it's true for one division or one conference, you'd think it's true for the other conference, but yeah. um, It's just interesting to see how that played out.
0: Yeah. So the million dollar question. Are receivers valuable in the NFL?
1: I think so, especially with how how the offensive game has gone. I wouldn't say like air raid, but it's definitely more pass focused. Other than like the Titans, um, mm-hmm. it seems like teams are more focused on on the pass. And I mean, you can have a great quarterback, but if he doesn't have a good target or serviceable receiver, I mean, he's only going to get you so far. Um, Yeah. I, I think most of these cases too, you look at who the best quarterback was in that division. They probably also have the best receiver associated with them. So it's, it's definitely a correlation. You can't have one without the other. I don't think.
0: And I think we learned too. Okay, so who would you say in the NFC was the weakest division winner?
2: The NFC.
1: Are you thinking Cowboys?
0: I'm thinking Cowboys, yeah. Okay. Is that who you were thinking too? Just looking at the division.
1: Wickers, there's team the Bucks were a solid team the Rams were a solid team I mean you can argue that the Cowboys were a solid team but I'd pick three teams in the NFC over
0: the Cowboys yeah so my point my point with that is the weakest division winner in the NFC had the weakest number one. one oh
3: that's right juicy. yeah
0: so let's let's go through. So we're gonna list the number ones for each team. Amari mm-hmm. Cooper. Okay, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go Green Bay because they actually won the division. Devontae yeah. Adams, Devontae yeah. Adams all day.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Tampa. I'm taking Mike Evans mm-hmm. over Amari Cooper. Yep. I'll take uh I'll take Chris Godwin over Mm -hmm. amari cooper and nfc west cooper cup obviously yeah so my takeaway more than anything is you you can't just have a couple of decent receivers or even like three or four decent receivers like you have to have an elite level wide receiver and the afc the afc was even more so absolutely So that's my biggest takeaway. If you're going to win in the NFL, you have to have an elite wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You don't even necessarily have to have a ton of depth. You just have to have a guy that can just go and catch a ball when you need a catch.
1: Absolutely. So this is interesting. I'm looking at the ESPN receiving stats. And I'm sure this is just a coincidence. Best receiver in the NFC, Cooper Cup, right? Yeah. Best receiver in the AFC, Jamar Chase. Is it a coincidence oh. that those teams made the Super Bowl? I don't Weird. know. Dude. Um, Money. I just thought that was kind of interesting. So it's just like the two teams that had the best receivers in their respective conference made the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, it'd be, wow. it'd be interesting it? to see if. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no. Go ahead. I was going to say it'd be interesting if that held true for historical. Like if you look back historically, um, the last ten years to see if that was relatively true. Um, but yeah, that was just a coincidence that I just, I just what, saw.
0: What was uh? Who was in the prior Super Bowl?
1: Bucks and Chiefs. Yeah.
0: I mean, still, I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if I I don't know what kind of year Tyreek had last year. I'm about to find out cuz I'm looking it up. Now I'm curious. I'm really curious. Um no, not last year. Or sorry, I mean, by last year I mean 2020. Yeah. Um he had 1200 yards. 15 touchdowns he had a very good year last year and that was only in 15 games uh well i guess that was i guess they only played 16 so never mind that was only only missed one okay and then the bucks so let's see uh i want to say either mike evans i think mike evans had kind of a monster year last year in terms of touchdowns i think so too He also had 13 touchdowns last year and 1,000 yards. But either way, the last two Super Bowls have had teams with very, very good receiving weapons. Not just like average, like elite receiving weapons. Who was the year before? Was Was that the Niners Chiefs? It was. Are you sure? Yeah, because the Chiefs I'm played in, sure. it twice in two yeah. years in a row. Yeah, um, I feel like that's probably where it ends. The you Chiefs obviously a, still, but like the the Niners,
1: they still had George Kittle.
0: Kittle, but like, but he, that, wasn't. Yeah, Debo, Debo wasn't Debo. Debo was, was like a rookie, or he was yeah. Oh, yeah, Debo hadn't broken out yet. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where it ends. But but. The, the Niners had the best defense in the league that year. Yeah. So that plays a factor, obviously. And we're, we're actually going to – we'll close on that. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receiver is absolutely valuable. And having, having the wide receiver in the division is even more valuable. Um, going forward, we're going to do an analysis on defense. Everyone says defense wins championships. We're going to put that to the test. We're going to see, we're going to see if, if defenses are actually valuable. Um, Cause the Bengals, I mean, did not have the best defense. They played well in the playoffs, um, but not as like, yeah, I mean, the Rams whew, Aaron Donald. Anyway, we're going to figure it out. We'll figure out uh, if defenses are really valuable. We'll probably go. I mean, we should definitely go over quarterbacks too. We got to figure out what, you know, position is, is really valuable. I think running back would actually be really interesting.
1: I think running back, it's going to be like, yeah, I think that would be the the most interesting. Cause I feel like there's very little depth. Yeah. In like good running backs in the league. Like, I feel like this year was, there's more depth than like previous years. And then I still don't think outside of like Derrick Henry, there's like, a super solid running back, where it's just like, oh, this guy's going to put up 100 rushing yards a game.
0: Jonathan Taylor.
1: Oh yeah, good point. Okay, but I think, but I think, one. but I really one. think
0: he's he's the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the Derrick Henry. Once Derrick Henry got hurt,
1: yeah, and that's because the Colts were probably just like get the ball out of Carson's hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to run the ball. Sixty times a game if we need to. Uh, I'm just kidding.
0: Um, don't hate on my man Carson. Just kidding. I think I'm finally off the bandwagon. Yeah. I just don't. I'll, I'll I'll give him. I don't know. Maybe I'll I, give I, him one yeah. more season. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of things that came out after that trade happened that I wasn't really aware of,
0: um, like locker room stuff.
1: Yeah, like locker room stuff and. Um, things like that, that I was really kind of disappointed about. So definitely lost a little, lost a little value in, uh, in his stock after I heard some of that stuff.
0: Yeah. You know what we should do next week? Cause next week we're going to talk NBA too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we'll talk NBA playoffs. That'll be fun. Uh, we'll probably bring Dylan on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring Dylan on.
1: Dylan. Dylan, if you're listening.
0: Yeah. Dylan, if you're listening, <laughs> you're coming yeah we need you for the nba uh so yeah we'll probably if if he's available uh we'll try and bring dylan on we'll talk nba and then i think we should do what we just did with wide receivers for offensive Mm -hmm. lines because we could do that Mm -hmm. pretty quickly i think so because we're not going to go over individual offensive linemen we'll just go over units you Mm -hmm. know like the whole unit um and see how that contributed to the team actually winning because mm-hmm. um, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl and they had one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. So there's some good evidence right there that it's maybe not as valuable as we think. Yeah anywho that is all I got. you got anything else?
1: Yeah nothing till next week
0: till next week. <laughs> yeah if you if you're listening well obviously if you're yeah anyway whatever share this with your friends. <laughs> you know share it with your buddies share it with your family if you're enjoying the pod we would greatly appreciate it um give us a a five-star rating wherever you're listening um yeah looking forward to next week talk about the nba playoffs but until then clump and O'Neill are out